we do not rule, but we may guide the men that do. Gently, away from violence and sure destruction, and instead toward peace. <laughs> it's in the name of peace that you've imprisoned me. And what of my dragon? If we are overmatched, Rene will be tempted to strike us, and war will ensue. Without your dragon, she may be persuaded to negotiate. If it's Driftmark you want, you shall have it. For you and your granddaughters to pass on as you see fit. You are wiser than I believed you to be. Alicent Hightower. A true queen counts the cost to her people. And yet you toil still in service to men. Your father, your husband, your son. You desire not to be free, but to make a window in the wall of your prison. Have you never imagined yourself on the Iron Throne? Providence, Rhode Island, welcome to The House of the Dragon with Mary and Blake. It's a podcast dedicated to The House of the Dragon on HBO, so sit back, relax, and let's talk about fire and blood. Welcome back. My name is Mary Larson. My name is Blake, and man, I am shocked at the amount of foot fetish in this episode. Oh my gosh. You know, it's just so timely because this week I got yet another direct message asking me for foot photos. Really? This one was from a foot fetish man in Connecticut. Really? Yep. How often are you being bombarded by least, foot fetish videos? Uh, like once every messages? other year. And what's funny is like, I don't show my feet. I'm not like a hangout on the beach, show my feet in the sand or in a pool kind of person. I'm not that kind of person on social media. Mm-hmm. I'm just me, guys. Just tall, freckled Mary from Rhode Island. And yet, yes, foot fetish people are real. They're out there. And I've had this since I graduated from college. That is pretty wild. Really is. I, you know? I would love to know, any listeners, have you ever had somebody reach out to you asking you for photos of your feet? Like, that's what's wild, too. Photos of my feet. How would you know I wouldn't just Google somebody else's feet and send them to you? Right. Well, well they must be connoisseurs of the of the Ugh. foot practice. They no, must be able to I tell. I blocked that sucker. <laughs> I wonder if we him. should start like a, uh, a side business of just no. selling photos of your feet. How about your feet, okay? That's fine. Oh I'll do God. it if it means we bring in the bucks. Oh, no. <laughs> This this coming from the man that when I found out I was an overproducer uh, when we had our first child, this coming from the man who said, hey, you make enough milk, maybe we could sell it. Yeah, <laughs> why not? Oh my gosh. I feel like one of those children in the pits right now. <laughs> Goodness At least I'm not shaving your teeth to a point. True, true. Just selling my soul with my feet. Anyway, remember, <laughs> friends, you can find us on all sorts of social media outlets. All you got to do is search Marion Blake. Of course, this show is going to be coming to an end soon for the season, and we do not want to leave you we we this is not the end of your relationship with mary and blake for no a little not, while, not my even friends. not even so please close. make sure you're following us on instagram facebook twitter and or youtube 
There you'll find all of the projects that we're doing. You can also head to our Facebook group where you can chat with fellow nerds or go to maryintblake.com. And remember, this episode is brought to you by minutewithmary.com. If you have not yet visited there, I would love to be your makeup or your skincare girl. You can search that hashtag Minute With Mary. Send me a message. And if you are someone who does not utilize makeup or skincare, but there is a special someone in your life who does... Who does? Mm-hmm. I want you to go to minutewithmary.com slash discount and you can get them my best selling mascara for holiday gift. You got to shop now. Okay. Yes. Get it done now. Get, it, get your shopping done now. And I'm telling you, if you, this person in your life likes mascara, wears mascara, this is like the best, best mascara. It went viral. It still continues to be a bestseller. Minutewithmary.com slash discount. I'm going to give you the hookup because you are a listener of ours. Oh, All right. Yeah. Well, actually, one other thing, too. I just want to, as a reminder, uh, ladies and gentlemen, go to jointhenerdclan.com also because Keep Calm and Crown On will be returning in November once the Crown premieres on Netflix. I don't have the day, unfortunately. Uh, but once, just rest assured, once the Crown premieres, Mary and I will be doing Keep Calm and Crown On only at jointhenerdclan.com. So if you are a fan of the Crown and you like all that good time stuff, you want to go there. And I know you're a fan of The Crown because Matt Smith, he was in The Crown season one and two. So I just I just know that's I already know that's a thing. So you might as well just go to join the clan.com and join up. All right, Marvin. Now we're ready to get into the episode. We ready? We truly are. Let's do it. All right, Marvin. Your mini plot episode recap for 109, the penultimate episode of season one of House of the Dragon. What do you got? This, of course, is the episode that takes place after Viserys' death. Um, It's the morning, the early wee hours when everyone kind of finds out. And the Green Council, meaning uh, Alicent's dad and all the peeps, they try to figure out what do we do? And Alicent finds out that many of them were plotting to have Aegon be king, whether she knew about it or not. And things get just really awkward. Kristen Cole kills another person in front of everybody. It's so gross and so weird. Um, and essentially, there's like this big hunt for Aegon. We got to find him because he needs to be king before anyone realizes the king is dead. They find him. And Rhaenerys. Rhaenys. Rhaenys. There you go. Rhaenys. Wait till I tell you about the twin brothers' names. Oh, no. Rhaenys <laughs> does not agree with this situation gets her dragon, leaves, scares the bejesus out of everybody, and uh, probably heads to go warn, warn Rene everybody. Ra. Ra and Damon. <laughs> All right. Entitled The Green Council, as Mary has already alluded to, this is episode 109, the penultimate episode of season one. It was directed by Claire Kilner. You should know that name because she has directed two other episodes of this season, one being The King of the Narrow Sea, if we we all remember that episode and then we uh she also directed we light the way and it was written once again mary by another woman sarah hess who wrote the princess and the queen and mary i wanted to know if you felt like there was a difference from the other episodes in comparison to this one because once again we have a a tandem uh of a writer a woman writer and a woman director have you did you notice any differences did you feel like this was more in that vein or did you feel like this was pretty representative of all the other episodes i felt 
pretty representative. I'm not going to lie. I think that obviously this director did a great job with Rainus, um, yes. just the subtleties. And a lot of that, though, I think is the actress and her having so much time on screen. I just yeah. think she's extraordinary in this role. I also I quite liked the, well, I mean, we'll get into it, but I quite liked the scene between Alicent and Egan as they're in the carriage walk, uh, like driving towards the ceremony. And he, she says, all right, hey, listen, I'm going to make you the king. And then at the end of it, which I found out this was improvised when he says, do you love me? That was, that was not written. And that one line changes the entire episode for me. So was you imbecile? Yes. Improv too? All, Im- all improv. Perfect. So I, I just, it changes the whole conversation. It changes the whole thing as relates to Aegon taking the throne, which is really important. We'll get into that discussion later on. But, Marvin, your flame rating, what are you giving for your flames for this episode? Oh, I'm giving it five again. Okay, great. All right. I'm going to give this one a four, seven, eight. A little bit of a step back. I think there's some logical things that are happening here that are a little tough. And I think, of course, the one question we have to get into is the ending. And there's a question. Yeah. If it okay. if it makes sense. Oh, OK. Um, But we'll get there. All right. You're a GBG. You're good. You're bad. And you're great. My good for this episode. <laughs> Allison. The hour is quite late. Mm -hmm. That's what she says to any man when she doesn't want to get sexually involved. (laughs) Whether it's Viserys having her handmaid come get her in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. Or when it's Laris wanting to, you know. Do some feet pics. Oh my goodness gracious. (laughs) I also forgot my dad. Poor dad listened to this episode. Now he's freaking out about the people messaging his daughter for feet pics. Dad, (laughs) my feet, right? Like whatever. These feet are not beautiful. Uh, So that's my good. Thank you, Blake. You're welcome. So I just was happy to hear that callback um, of the hour is quite late. Okay. And you're bad. My bad is that these poor peasants who are just trying to go to work, just trying to do their daily thing, which they already probably had to call their boss and say, listen, there is some major congestion on 95. I don't know what's going on. It wasn't like construction was planned or something. I'm being pushed. There were accidents. Oh, my gosh. What's going on? Everyone gets forced Mm -hmm. into the coronation. They're scared. They don't know what's happening. Suddenly it's like, oh, it's a party. Maybe. Awesome. Yay. And then they just get killed by a dragon busting up through them. I mean, hundreds of people. Peasants. Not a small amount of people. No. And my great is Rainus. Okay. I just loved her in this entire episode. I don't know how she sleeps with that hairstyle. I I have no idea. I think she has to sleep face down. <laughs> but Still I, with a silk wrap, no matter what. One hundred percent has the satin or silk wrap around that hair because it's amazing. But um, to keep it, Sleeps oh my face gosh, down. yeah, she must have one of those massage pillows. You know the ones with the face cut out. Yes, the 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 Targaryen hair for women always on point. Always, always like that is like a that's like a life staple. Mary, you know how like we have like. Uh, Mary and Blake commandments here. Do you think it's like a Targaryen commandment <laughs> that you're supposed to have incredible hair at all times? Yes. Like the braids must be uh, you know, otherworldly. Yes, 100%. <laughs> like, like this is our quote, you know, this is our uh, <laughs> crowning feature. <laughs> and it must always look good. Uh, all right. So my good, my for my GBG is 
the conversation between Alicent and Aegon, the way the, the the conversation that we mentioned at the top of our episode here, Mary, that conversation is changed by that one line. Um, you know, so far we have come to understand Aegon as a spoiled and irresponsible and uh, undeserving, and I would dare say even a little sadistic of a kid who just doesn't want to be crowned. And then when we finally get that one comment at the end, we recognize all of that is not because he's a bad person, which he very well might be, but it's not, it's not necessarily guaranteed because of that. It's because he felt as though he never got love from his father or Or enough (laughs) or anybody or anybody. Yeah, sure. Why not? But I would probably say his father most specifically because his father always just took the side of Rhaenyra constantly. And he looked at Rhaenyra as his only true-born child. And Aegon was just everything left over. You know, it's like uh, the movie Twins, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito, right? <laughs> when they, they were bio... bio engineered okay. twins and they gave everything good to Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> and all the crap left over with Danny DeVito. Oh my gosh. I haven't seen that movie <laughs> forever. Like I only saw it once. Yeah. Oh so that's what, that's what I, I think of. And I think that's what he is thinking of. And now that Viserys is dead, he gets a chance to finally ask his mother, do you love me? Like, do you actually love me? And it's not to say that he doesn't know that, but maybe her love will make him worthy of being the king. Maybe that will help enhance him as a person. I highly doubt it. But the insecurity is there. And that one comment sheds light on so much insecurity. And it won't necessarily make Egan a likable character. It may not even change anybody's opinion. But the fact that it's there is a big step in to- in is a big step towards giving him more than just I'm a shitty kid. Mm. It's more than being Joffrey. Like at least Aegon recognizes I'm not good for this role. Like this is not where I should be. This is not what I want. Joffrey on the other hand was just this sniveling sniveling little kid, one of the worst yet best antagonists in all of te- television history. Agreed. When that kid bought it, everybody cheered. So I just, I like what they're doing with Aegon in this. Mm-hmm. The bad for me actually goes back to Aegon and it is in the ceremony at the end of the, at the end of the episode, there were two things that really struck me. First was how awful those trumpets sounded. It's the trumpets that were, where airing once he was walking underneath all the swords. Great scene, by the way. I loved how they shot that. Mm-hmm. But the trumpets just sounded like synth trumpets. Oh. And it just ruined it okay. so much for me. I don't know why. It just sounded really bad. But the next one is when Aegon has the has Blackfire, the sword from Aegon the Conqueror, and he hears everybody cheering. And wow, actually, this is pretty good. Like people kind of like me. People are kind of happy that I'm the king. 
and he gets the sword and he holds it up in the air and they and Claire Kilner decides to do like this close up of his fist with the sword and holding it in the air and like the way the camera pans around him it just reminded me of one of those bad like adaptations of like a of like a teen fiction movie really yeah like I, but isn't that perfect because he is a teen? Yeah, I like, mean, I, I suppose took it, so. like, when people are on stage and they're like, repeat after me. Uh, 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 <laughs> in the crowd. Uh, 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 yeah. Like, it just kind of, that was like his rock star moment. I mean, I agree. And maybe that speaks more to his character and the yeah. way that it was all held than anything. I just thought, God, this just feels like... No, I took it as this just feels like a Disney movie, oh, and he's no. just like, yeah, and and <laughs> sword in the stone, yeah, and like I liked the part where he had both of his hands in the air, and he's cheering the crowd on as if to say, yes, it, it, you know, embrace me and blanket me with all of your cheers, but just like the yeah, like the, I think the what would have made hand. it bad is if he jumped in the crowd and uh, <laughs> what's that when they like, crowd surf? Yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, so that was my bad. Uh, the great, though, has to be the opening 10 minutes or so. Like, just the silence boy. with the little boy going up and telling everybody. that. Uh, telling Why does that little boy wake up so early to do his job? Because he's like seven. Oh, <laughs> Good point. Good point. They probably told him it's a Saturday yeah. because our kids only wake up on the weekends. They are up in our room, 7 a.m. Can we watch TV? Can we watch TV? And we're like, I know. guys, it's the weekend. You don't even wake up at this time on school days. Right. That's what they must do. They must find it's little, like tangled. little kids. 7 a.m. Yes. <laughs> Usual morning lineup. I mean, he's fully dressed. Yeah. Ready Lord to go. He knows what his job is. He probably has to go restoke the fire or get the king like his water yep. or something. Already had three cups of coffee. Guaranteed. That kid? Oh, yeah. This isn't. There's no rules. This isn't Encanto. <laughs> Coffee's for grown-ups. <laughs> no, I'm telling you. And he knows to go down and to tell Talia. Yes. Is that his mom? Does she just have a deal with him? Maybe you know, she's got a deal. Tell me? Yeah, she probably does have a deal. She probably gives him like a lollipop or something. <laughs> Either way, that kid's up and he's ready to go. And then, you know, the whole process of it happening and just how uh, somber... And again, it shows you the difference in the Red Keep as opposed to the beginning of this season. It is cold. It is the it is colorless. Mm -hmm. uh, it is somber, quiet, uh, almost um, like not. It's not reverent. It's just man. It, it, there's just no life anymore right now. And going from that. And then into the small council where we have the, you know, everybody shows up and they put the little, the little balls on like the thing and, uh, and they start talking and, and the way that Kilner shoots this scene was spectacular, like legitimately spectacular with all of the cuts, the quick cuts from Otto Hightower to, um, to, the uh to, to the Lannister kid and then to Sir Harold Westerling and then to Lord Beesbury and then back to the Queen. You could tell that others were in on this conversation and the most important person in the room being the Queen mm -hmm. was not. And you could see it instantly. Agreed. 
and simultaneously you could see that whatever was happening in this room, Sir Howard Wrestling was really not comfortable with it. Graham McTavish. Yes. Graham McTavish was not comfortable. Are we still in your good? You're that, great. No, my great. Yeah. No, I'm just saying that first 10 minutes yes. it was just spectacular television because it told you everything without having to tell you. It just showed you everything. And that was that. So, all right, my love, are you ready for the small council feedback? Sure am. Let's do it. His grace has many cares. He entrusts some small matters to us that we might lighten the load. We are the lords of small matters here. All right, the first one comes from Casey Norman. She says, I'm confused about one item, Marion Blake. Okay. What building oh. in the middle of the episode got burned? Mary, what is your take? The white on- worm Masaria's building. Yes, like her house yeah, or whatever she works out of or yeah, whatever. That's what I think. That was my take as well. There was a lot of confusion about this. Was it like the the pits where the kids were fighting? Is that was that oh. Sir Otto Hightower taking care of it? Uh, and I don't think he'd be true to his word. I think he would just say, "Yeah, oh yeah, we'll look into that." Yeah, sure, we'll we'll take care of that for you. Yeah, I think he would have burned her instead of the pits where they'd fight the kids because honestly, they're just going to change venues. If you burn the pits where they have the kid fights, they're just going to change venues. But if you kill the white worm, that problem and those traitors are done. And then there was a question like, okay, is this like all the servants that knew the king was dead? Are they burning all the people that were like in the jail cell? I don't think so. I don't think so either. And here's what I will say. It was confusing. And I think it takes some sussing out for you as a viewer to understand what happened. And my interpretation of that was they burned... Masaria's house and they think that she's in it yes and it's not from Sir Otto Hightower it's from Laris, Laris. Correct. and Laris it, it's supposed to in my opinion reflect what he did to his brother and his father at Harrenhal I would agree so it's supposed to mirror that in my opinion I think that um, what also is very confusing is that the screen capture cover image for this episode is her is the white worm yeah and so I agree. We don't get any necessary closure with her, nor is it, I don't know, it just wasn't a remarkable landmark where you would say that was definitely her home. Yeah, like that's she like, was in it. Yeah, so that's yes, a thing I, that we know. To me, I I agree. That's who I just took it as. So but. it is it, it is certainly confusing. I think it takes some sussing out. And, it, and let's just say, for the sake of argument, we were only basing it off of what the show was offering us. We have the scene with Laris and Alicent. And then immediately after that, we have Rainus getting rescued by Sir Eric. Mm-hmm. Not Eric. <laughs> Not Eric. 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 Cargill. parents, like, what are you doing? <laughs> no, it's Germ. Just like, buddy, why don't you just bring up the names and figure it out? <laughs> like, Rainus, Rhaenyra, Helena, Lainor. Whatever. Eric, We're just going to call them both Eric. Cargill okay? 1, That's Cargill what I'm going to do. Eric yeah. 1, Eric 2. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really am. Yeah. You're stupid, Germ. Yeah. <laughs> so then we have uh, Rainus being rescued by, I think it's Eric 2. And so you think it's the one who actually hasn't been by Aegon's side? I took it as the one that was by Aegon's side the entire time. It was like, this guy's crazy. Yeah, I, it, it could be. Is it, that Eric? Or was it Eric, the one who's not with Aegon the entire time, who's like, man, your job sucks. I think uh, 
No, no. I think it's the one that has not been with Egan the entire time because the conversation was, you've seen this kid. You've seen what he's doing. And the, the the brother's response was, but I'm sworn to protect him at all costs. Okay, so Eric, a kid. Yeah, like, uh, we'll call him Eric 2. We'll call two. him Eric 2. Okay, Eric 2 was like, is the one that's against Agen. And Eric 2 was like, he he came in and he rescued Rainus. Yes. And said, we can't, I can't be a part of this anymore. Yeah. We, we need to figure this yes. out. So we have that scene. And then right after that scene, when they come out of the keep and they look out into the sky, into the into the cityscape, mm-hmm. you see a burning fire. Yes. And she says, where are we? And he says, okay, we're, yeah, we're here, whatever, Google Maps. And He says, get to the water. The next scene mm-hmm. is the burning fire and then the person in a hood walking away from the fire. And then that's that. The way that that, that hits to me is... We go from the conversation to Laris, and then another in between, and then boom, something happens. That to me feels like it's Laris influencing what's happening in the plot instantly. Like okay. he has the conversation, he has his foot picks, and he's moving on to the next thing so that he gains more trust and he's able to get more feet picks from Allison. Well, and he just told Otto, I can be your friend too. I can do your stuff. Yes. So I would I would agree with that. So Either way, I think it's Laris, and I think it is him because he tells Allison there's a way to stop all of this, and you cut you cut the head off at the queen. He's like, uh, n- not to you know, sorry for the 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 word choice here, but like you got it, you got to get it at the head, and then instantly, you know, you you're you're reminded all of these rumors and everything and all the information that was given to Otto was given to him by Masaria, and that is we got to kill Masaria. So that's mm-hmm. that's how I think that works out. Okay. All right, the next one comes from Candace Combs. Mary, what do you got? Candace writes in saying, loved it. Loving the series. I can't wait for the finale, but I'm also sad that it's all coming to an end so fast. For my good, I loved puzzling out Allison's behavior. Her choices didn't seem to match her heart. She sets an absolutely vicious bowl rolling when she says um, Viserys want, wouldn't want his daughter killed. Is she that naive or does she want to continue as proxy ruler behind her son or does she want a better window in her prison as as Rainus says? There are good arguments for any stance with Allison and I love that about her character. My bad is the white worm. What's her goal? Money and the children? Why have the nickname if you're going to show yourself in public to Otto? Why hide Aegon then give him up for some coins and a promise? So much lost potential with that character. My grade is obviously Rainus. I love everything about her. I loved her dragon entrance. I gasped. It was wonderful. I don't even care that it doesn't make sense that she chose not to roast the high towers. She can't barbecue the cast of the second season. <laughs> I want to see them get roasted by one in a series that we may be able to see in 2024. Lots of fun, and I'm loving it at all. Oh, wait, except Laris. That guy sucks. <laughs> Bam! Just like that. A winner! Oh, that was good. Very good stuff right there. All right, Mom, are you ready for... Oh, no, we have some... Um, we actually have some voicemails here. Let's get to those first. If my computer will let me. Hold on. Let, let's restart that. There we go. Hi, Mary and Blake. This is Brittany from Rhode Island. Brittany! I am rating this episode a 4.7. Mm. Um, I actually felt pretty sorry for Allison in this episode. Same. I feel like she tries to do the right thing, or at least what she thinks is the right thing most of the time. But the men around her, especially her father, do not share that intent. 
I think she is truly starting to see him for who he is. I yelled so loud when Sir Kristen murdered poor Lord Beesbury. Oh, I, I was actually afraid I might have woken up my kids. <laughs> my yeah. boys, Ned and Dougal, I mean Sir Harold and Beesbury, have more honor in their little pinky than Sir Kristen could ever hope to have. Yep. I hope that's not the last we see of Sir Harold and that he goes to join Team Black. Yes. Oh, the reluctant King Aegon... Once he tasted that power, he wasn't so reluctant anymore. Mm -hmm. This will be interesting. And when Rhaenys came in on the dragon, all I could think of was Miley Cyrus. I came in like a wrecking ball. Yes. Oh, nice I like drop. it. Oh, I like that. Good one. Maybe we'll play that at the end of this episode. Oh my gosh, that's so good. Uh, but you know what, Mary? Let's pour one out for uh, Sir uh, Lord Beesbury. And uh, as we all affectionately know him as well as Ned Gowan from Outlander. Did a Pour one out for him. Oh my gosh. Honestly, my heart broke too. I know. I was just saying to Blake, as they're rolling all these bowls around the table, I'm like, what are these even for? Yeah, I don't know. It's Is it like, a, I, like oh, an attendance thing? Well, at first I saw it as whoever has the ball gets to speak. Makes and you sense. You kind of like roll a ball. Okay, it's my turn. Roll a ball. Awesome. But everybody has a ball. So... You're supposed to turn it over when it's your turn to speak? I, I, as an attendance marker, we can all see you. <laughs> I know you're here. What are we doing do with these balls? Do they have little markings on the ball, like for how many times you do show up? Gosh, ball in the head. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> what's the thing that you go into when you don't show up to school enough? <laughs> Wait, you know, like, what's it called? Oh, I don't know, but we got that letter. It, no, it wasn't for our kids. It was just a notification. No, from we the got school. a letter saying your kids were late to school too many times. Really? Last year. Well, because then we would also keep them out if we thought they might have the. Oh big yeah, C. the whole world. So did they that. no, but like uh, truancy. Truancy. There you go. And you yeah. could go to jail as a parent, right? If you keep your kid out, or if your kid's late, more than thirty days out of the school year. So just imagine you're five minutes late, ten minutes late, any of these kind of things. And last year, I'm not going to lie, friends. A, I was keeping them out if they had sniffles and coughs because we had to do that. Yeah. But B, if my kids had a rough morning, I said, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go get some do you, donuts. You run us some donuts. We'll just go in ten minutes late, thinking nothing of it. <laughs> and then we get a letter. Just so you know, you're going to jail. Lady. You could go to jail. Because you're getting too many donuts for your kids <laughs> after their emotionally wrecked past couple of years. <laughs> Thanks to the pandemic. We noticed a slight weight gain in your children. <laughs> Not our kids. Our no, kids no. Are... Our kids are freaking rails. Oh, my, oh my God. The amount of food that they, oh, they eat. eat. Oh. Their metabolism literally must be Chernobyl. Like it just, it must just be pouring out of them. Oh my God. <laughs> they could, they, I could borrow some of that metabolism Please. and they'd still be fine. <laughs> Um, yeah, do you think they go into truancy with if if there's enough markings on the ball? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So pour one out for uh, for Lord for Lee, Lord Beesbury or Ned Gowan. Um, also, by the way, found out that Helena is actually Elfwin from The Last Kingdom. Just want to throw that out there, which is interesting. Mm. All right, let's get to the next one. Mary Blake, it's Glow from Thuin. This is from Boston. The Dragon, Episode 9. Five Flames. Sweet baby Jesus, what an episode. My good was when Commander Westling resigned and removed his cloak like a boss. My bad, uh, Sir Kristen is truly unhinged. 
rest in peace, Lord Beesbury. You were a loyal guy. Mm-hmm. And my great was Rhaenyra's exit. Rhaenyra's? Rhaenyra's. Oh, my God. Yes, she could have ended all of the greens with one Dracarys, but I think she saw a mom protecting her son and probably didn't feel like it was her place. Plus, it wouldn't have a show. I was literally sick to my stomach twice when we saw the cage of children made to fight each other and Alicent giving into Laris's, uh, oh my God, what the hell's his name? Foot fetish. <laughs> now, I totally support everyone's choice to be into whatever they like, yep. but that just creeped me out. How did they make that deal? What was the discussion there? I'd like to know. I think I know what Helena meant by the beast beneath the boards, but I think it's a spoiler, so I'm not going to mention it. And next week's finale is going to be insane. Wish we could all watch it together somehow. That's it. Bye. Yeah, you know, uh, I feel like the beast beneath the boards thing is was in reference to Rainus's dragon. dragon. I could be wrong. It, it, maybe that's too on the nose. Uh, but you know what? Fair enough. Either way, if it's still yet to come, that will be an interesting take. Uh, here's one thing, Mary, that I like too: the whole foot fetish thing. Mm-hmm. I like that the conversation doesn't happen on screen. Does does not happen on screen. It just happens, and it shows you that Rainus is still 100 percent correct when she says to Alicent, "You don't want to break." In using the terminology that. Daenerys would use you don't want to break the wheel you just want to have a window yeah it shows you that Alicent no matter all the stuff that she says no matter what she does and we could guide these men and yada yada no she's still in service to men and she still requires she still uh, is dependent and needs men and she still follows men and the fact that she allows the the feet picks uh, shows that in in many different ways Mm -hmm. And that's why I wanted to play that at the top of our episode, because there is so much there that describes Alicent and the choice that Rainus makes when she says, when, when, when she decides, no, nah, I'm busting out of this joint. I think it comes right from that moment. I, I would agree. I think, it, I think that's when she realizes, I can't back Alicent. Like, I know that I'm here. I know that she's saying all the right things. But this is not the person that I want her to be. Mm-hmm. She's not capable of doing it because she's still in service to men. Yes. Which is interesting. And Rhaenyra, by all accounts, is not in service to men. So that's that. All right. You ready for your dad's take? Always. Oh, Marion Blake favorite segment. Here we go. Hi, it's Mary's dad again, talking about episode nine. Wow, who thought they could have an episode without Renera or Damon in it? Uh, but amazing uh, what's going on. And I'm going to try to give you my good, bad, and great. My good would be when Sir Harold took off his white yes. cape and basically said, I'm not going to have any part of these shenanigans. I'll Love wait it. till we have a real king and I'll serve him. Oh, awesome. It must be really difficult to try to serve with honor and integrity when the people that you're serving don't have that. My bad two things. I felt bad Lord Lyman got killed. I didn't think he deserved that. Agreed. He was a stand-up guy. Caswell, and the real bad was uh, Queen Allison and Laris at the end where yes. she was taking off her stockings to definitely lure him in. 
Uh, and he was choking the monkey there. I think that uh, those two are going to get together, and she's going to reap what she sows from the relationship. <laughs> yes, my she is. Oh, my God. Hold on. Just wait. Renaris, just, just wait. Your dad <laughs> choking the monkey. I... <laughs> I've never heard that phrase before, I, Blake. I've never heard it. And I'm just, just so excited that that phrase has found its... It's way into the Mary and Blake universe. It's found its way into the into the world. Is my, is my the dad Mary and Blake saying he universe. thinks that they are going to get together? Like that they're going to be a thing? No, I just think that she... I think She's setting up a bad habit. She's setting up a bad habit. And no matter what she is getting out of this, it ain't going to be good. Did he tell her dad... When her dad was like, so you hang out a lot? And he's like, yeah, we do. <laughs> I'll tell you more. You want to know? I just, I, went, much, and, I went and rubbed one out. Does she inherit her feet from you or her mom? Well, she does look like her mother in certain looks. I know, but maybe her feet look like her dad's. Oh, my God. Oh, can, hey, can you just, I love feet. I love feet. I don't, you know, I don't discriminate. I never yuck somebody's yum, man. <laughs> never yuck somebody's okay, continue yum. Continue with my dad. All right, here we go. Hold on. <laughs> Choking the monkey. <laughs> oh, okay. She came in on the dragon. She could have wiped everybody out and ended the saga right there, but uh, she chose not to. Not sure why she held back, but she didn't say Dracara. She let I everybody uh, live. Why. So it's going to be interesting to see how things continue. That's it for this week. Take care. Oh, thank you so Thanks, much, Grampy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, Mary. Yeah. As much as I want to keep talking about choking nope, the monkey here. I don't. Here, I don't. I, your dad brings up a great question, and I think it is the one that is on everybody's mind and on top of the entire fandom's mind. Oh. And that is Rainus not obliterating an entire line of people yes. at, with just one word. Yes. I think there, I think there's a lot of different takes on this. Oh, okay. And I think some people are very upset. Oh, why? like it, like that it, it that it doesn't make sense. Oh, and that some people are on the other hand saying, of course it makes sense. Where do you fall in this spectrum, and why do you fall on that part in this spectrum? I fall on that Rhaenyra's side. Rainus's side. side that yes. she made the right choice for her. Okay, why? Well, a this story will be over. Yeah, but what? If, Goodbye. It, aside from that, done. I, mean, I agree. I, I like there are certain things that have to happen in order for the story to happen, right? To continue. I think but she did th- it. That of, aside, I think she did it out of respect for Alicent. I think that they shared a moment, and her son supposedly was just burned to a crisp, and she couldn't fathom burning this woman's children after she had just lost her children as well, and that she was able to see in Alicent's eyes the fear that she had for her children, and it was a mother-to-mother thing mm-hmm. where she could not do that. So does that outweigh yes. what's right for the realm? Yes. Really? Yes. And in Rainus's mind, in Rainus's mind, whatevs, man, whatevs, ain't my problem anymore. Not my chair, not, not my, my problem. Not my chair, not my problem. Just get me out of here. The people I care about aren't here. And if I burn everybody, I'm going to put my people in danger even more. Like my granddaughters aren't necessarily in danger. It's the boys that are in danger. Sure. Okay. Valerian girls, they're kind of okay. 
Yeah, but they're going to be in danger because they're going to end up marrying. But they're not married yet. Fair. And even if they end up marrying them, we know, we know. That, oh, you're you're single again? Okay, come marry your other cousin. Like something else could happen to them. That's the only people that she cares about right now. And if she were to jeopardize that by killing all of these people, all hell would break loose. Plus, I don't. I just don't see how it would how it work. I truly think she had a mother bonding moment with Alicent and saw this woman trying to do the best that she can. And as a grieving mother herself, she could not kill this woman, this other mother's children, in front of her, no less. Well, she would have killed all of them altogether. Yeah, but still. Yeah. I think it was a mother moment. I liked, I, I actually quite liked the shot of Alicent closing her eyes in preparation. Yes. And shielding her son. And, and like, mm-hmm. I also thought it was quite telling that Egan hid behind his mom. Agreed. <laughs> um, but yeah, Mary, I tend to agree with you on this. And that brings up the next question. Okay, let's just say that you're right, all right, that she has decided, I can't kill all of these people because I don't want to burn up a whole line of people. And when this I could seen- help her, too. You have to think, like, now Allison kind of, kind of owes her. Now Aegon kind of owes her. True. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, that is that is actually something that, that is one of the potential answers to my question to you, oh. which was this. Let's just say for the sake of argument that you're right. And she can't burn up the kid because she saw her son burned, you know, theoretically mm-hmm. or, or literally, but not necessarily him, though she doesn't know that. Either way, she thinks that her son was burned. She can't burn up her kids. Uh, she can't burn up Allison's kids. Yet, on the other hand, she knows that if she doesn't do this and she goes right to Renera, which we all suspect she's going to do. Like, go straight from... Maybe she red... picks up Sir Harold on the way. Right. He's so shiny. <laughs> that she, she sees she him on the see ocean. see him from above, yeah. <laughs> Rowing. Yeah. Um, she, she, we, we imagine that she's going straight to Dragonstone to tell Rhaenyra. Now, we both know that Rhaenyra does not know what has just happened. I mean, or she just flies to Hawaii and says, I'm done with this. I'm selling coconuts. <laughs> Goodbye. With the... With, uh, with, uh, with Ethelfled and Eric yeah. in the Last Kingdom, yes, um, as that—that's a good Last Kingdom reference. Maybe, for, maybe for even maybe she picks up Eric number two along the way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so many Erics in our life. Uh-huh. Uh, she knows that there is bound to be a civil war here. Alicent is the one that even says it. If Rhaenyra does not have your dragon, which is the largest dragon, like in all of. Uh, the Game of Thrones world at this moment, to my knowledge. No, I thought... Um, oh, uh, Reg- uh, Vagar. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you're right. Whatever, whatever, whatevs. Stats of a nerd. But she has, like, the mightiest fighting one. Right. So... M- Malus or something. That's, that's right, the dragon's yeah. name. So if she knows that there is bound to be some sort of civil war, wouldn't she take from her own experience of being denied the crown to be like no no like let's let's not let's not have any problems here like let, let's not allow for any civil war whatsoever let's just kill all these people no, get because it done then with. all of those the high towers everyone everyone who she kills on there in the sept is going to be against the dragon riders 
Mm. It could be an even bigger problem. Like, how do you now reinstate these people when you just killed, like, the pastors, pretty much, essentially, and, like, all these townspeople? Like, she she murdered hundreds of people coming up through that floor. She definitely did. So, to me, she is, get me out of here. I'm not going to harm you because you're another mom, and I see the terror in your eyes, but I am going to go save my grandbabies. Yeah, and, I, and I'm going to make sure that Everybody that has been kept out of the loop here. I mean, this is a coup. This is a palace coup yes. here. And the pe- people have to know. The, like, the, the people that are supposedly mm-hmm. going to be in charge have to know this. Which also brings up a question, Mary. If you remember, uh, in a boss move, <laughs> like a big time flex, Otto brings everybody into the throne room and makes everybody kneel. And there are a few people that don't. And he takes them off and whisks them away. And then that one guy that does kneel tries to sneak out. That was Lord Caswell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Lord Caswell. The one who congratulated Rhaenyra on her baby. The one that met her and Damon when they came in. And she's like, so good to see you again. Let me know if there's anything I can do. Poor Lord Caswell, who I honestly thought was going to be a big player somehow, some way. But it, it, you know what? Tries. It, for the for the very fact that you're able to remember him, and the fact that you're able to remember the the back and forth that he had with Renera shows to you that they did a good job with enough with his character to make it somewhat memorable of what's going on. How in God's name do they find that guy and just off that dude? But then they let Sir Harold Westerling go. And they're like, oh, yeah, you know what? Take your cloak off. You really want to know, Blake. Figure it out. You really want to know? Absolutely. Are you, like, actually confused? I'm a little confused. Yeah, sure. I'll break it on down. I'll break it on down. So what time of day do you think Little Boy in Red found out King Viserys was dead? Uh, 5 a.m. 5 a.m., Let's say it's 5. Goes downstairs, tells Talia. Talia comes up and tells the queen. Queen goes, tells Otto. By now, maybe it's 6, okay? Sure. Otto freaks out, gets all the servants, everybody put into a jail by 7. And the small council starts meeting at 7.10. Everyone's Mm -hmm. complaining. I haven't had my Starbucks yet. (laughs) What's going on? Wah, 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 wah. Sir Harold leaves the small council Mm -hmm. by what? 7.30, 7.45. Sure. Okay. Lord Breesbury maybe dies at 7.30. Sir Harold's out of there by 7.45. Gotcha. Sir Harold leaves. Yep. Does anyone in the Kingsguard know that Viserys is dead? No. No. Does anyone know that King Viserys is dead outside of that prison, outside of the small council and Laris? Right. But why would anybody on the small council let Sir Harold go? That's my question. What do you mean? Why would they let him go? He had bigger fish to fry at that moment. He didn't say, I'm going to commit treason. He's just like, listen, I don't want to be in this room because y'all are crazy right now. And when there actually is a king, I'll be here. They probably just, they probably didn't think right. And what were they going to do? Have Sir Kristen Cole kill another person? True. I think then everyone else would have lost their minds. I think Otto would have had Sir Harold killed, but I don't think the other people would have. I don't think Allison would have. I don't think anybody else would have been cool with that. Mm-hmm. Only Otto. So I thought that, that he probably thought, okay, Sir Harold, Sir Harold is Sir Harold. Like, where's he going to hide? He's got a shiny armor. They and probably a big thought, bald head. <laughs> yeah, they probably thought he was just going to go and have a little time out. I think he left. I think he went out 
and said hi to his friends, Eric and Eric, um, at the gate and said, listen, I'm going to go get a Starbucks. Do you want anything? Okay, you want you want the cinnamon mocha latte? I got you. I'll be right back. Okay, Do you BRB. want the unicorn latte? Okay, you, you want the pink drink? All right, open the gate for me. I'm going to go grab it. You, you guys know, I treat you right. I treat you right. I'm a good boss, right? High five, high five. He busts it out of there, and yeah. he is out of King's Landing by 8.15. Gotcha. Okay. Out. Bye. Took his fastest horse, probably got his Starbies on the way, so he is good. Caffeinated and out of there. What's his drink? That's the question. Um, if Eric and Arik are, are oh, you know, p- pink drink like, and cinnamon mocha latte. Oh, his is probably like a double espresso, yeah. you know, shaken uh, oat milk kind of thing. <laughs> Healthy, but like Healthy, serious. but enough? Yeah. But kick, I mean, he has yeah. to go to Dragonstone. So so that happens by 8.15 a.m. milk. Who else were you seeing got killed? Oh, then you got Sir Caswell. Okay, so that was 8.15 a.m. Small Council is out by 8.30. Uh-huh. All right. Then they have to call in all the lords. Maybe this happens by noon. Okay? Maybe sure. this happens by noon. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. Sir Caswell comes in. At this point, they start to tell the rest of the King's Guard. They're looking for, for Aegon. They're doing all these things. Mm-hmm. So Lord Caswell doesn't want to bend the knee, but does 1 p.m. Now all the Night's Guard know. And everyone's freaking out because now all of the Knights know what's going on. And they're looking for Aegon. Yes. And they said, please don't let anybody leave. Gotcha. Lord Caswell tries to leave at 3 o'clock. And they got issues. Yes, and they and they've they've circled the wagons enough. Where and they nobody know. even realizes that uh, because because they got so you know blown away that Viserys is dead. Nobody realized they didn't get their cinnamon mocha latte under the radar. Under they, the they, radar, they've, they've, they're gonna figure it out tomorrow morning. Yeah, be like, oh crap. Yeah, that, I, that's fair. That's fair. You're Abs- absolutely fair. Could they have used timestamps in the morning? Probably, but I think Lord <laughs> Caswell was stopped in the afternoon, and I think. Sir Har- Harold was stopped first thing in the morning before his uh, cohorts would have been told not to let him go. Gotcha. Uh, there's another great thing that happens in this. I, I, again, within the first 10 minutes of this episode, Mary, and we've discussed it already, but I, I want to I discuss it further. And that is the fact that Alicent does not know what's happening. In fact, in fact, she does everything in her power to make sure that Rhaenyra and Team Black don't get mm-hmm. killed. And that that is the you know the the reason behind the entire race to find Aegon, right? I think some people were confused like why are we racing to find Aegon? Like either way, he, they're going to find him. The the difference is is if Otto finds him first, they believe that Aegon will be influenced enough by Otto mm-hmm. To say by him saying, "Go make sure Renera gets killed." Alicent is racing to find Aegon to get him influenced enough to say, "Don't kill Renera. Send you know, send uh, terms to make sure mm-hmm. that she understands what's happening here." And that is the race. That's the whole purpose of what we're trying to do. And I like the fact that she does everything she can to make sure that the right thing happens, even though she wants her son and she knows, at least within her perspective, that her son is supposed to be on the throne, given orders by Viserys, at least to her, again, to her perspective. She's trying to do the right thing. She's not just following along and she's not just giving in. She's doing that. And that, to me, makes her, again, a much more likable and uh, 
a much more tragic character for what's about to come. Would you agree or disagree? No, oh, I completely with agree. That? Yeah. You feel so much sadness for her that she spent all this time and all this energy and she <laughs> just can't seem to do the right thing. And then on top of that, the, her husband just died, who, mm-hmm. you know, obviously wasn't the most ideal relationship, but she obviously cared about him greatly. And then they're trying to kill her friend, who she just mea culpa like yesterday. Yes. Yep, 100%. Mm-hmm. 100%. And it just makes, whenever you have someone um, trying to do something to, like, to change, it, it makes a character more believable, right? It makes, when somebody feels so strongly about something, you intend and you expect as a viewer that that character will do everything in their power to make sure that that thing happens right everybody makes fun of batman versus superman because that whole conflict between batman versus and superman would not have happened if superman just said to batman hey they got my mom can you help me out they tried to give us an end around with the whole martha thing but it didn't work because they just didn't the, the the one thing that should have happened was a conversation and superman should have been able to tell batman this is the problem i and this is what's happening stop let's stop all of this mm-hmm. it, instead it was i'm going to if i wanted you dead you'd be you'd be dead already like that whole it, and it just doesn't ring true uh mm-hmm. as characters it doesn't ring true as people uh, especially for a character like Superman, who always t- at least tries to do the right thing. The fact that Alicent was able to do this and still fight against her father and still try to do the right thing makes her very believable. And it also helps shine Otto in a different light. Does this now make Otto a completely unlikable character or... Is he just trying to do the right thing and believes what he is doing is the right thing? I mean, I don't like him. Mm-hmm. He still believes what he's doing is the right thing. I, uh, let me rephrase it. Is he irredeemable now because of this? No. No? No. You you still think that he ha- he's he has good in him? Somewhere. <laughs> Somewhere deep I do. down. I do. Um, someone who... Definitely. I think that there's potential for good somewhere in him, but I'm also a glasses half full kind of person. Someone who definitely has potential to get really scared at all times mm-hmm. is uh, uh, Jason Lannister when Sir Kristen Cole and Harold Westerling went. No, oh. when that when they draw swords, oh, yeah. that guy couldn't have left that chair quick enough. He peed his pants. <laughs> that guy. Oh, boy. Why doesn't he take a different seat? Why doesn't he... S- I wanted him to just take his sk- seat and scoot it a little away from the blood. Oh, my God. That would have been great. Because <laughs> they show him going back, oh. and that's really what I wanted was just a little scoot scoot. That would have been awesome, Mary. <laughs> that would have been br- just just a little bit. Just doesn't have to be huge. <clears throat> yeah, just, just like a, a little bit of a shift. Yep. You know? Oh, man. Uh... Tell, talk to me about Amond and your thoughts on him as he's telling uh, Sir Kristen Cole that, you know, uh, 
Aegon should not be the king. It should be me. I'm the one that would be found. I'm the one who's done all the right things. I love it. And do you find that Kristen is kind of on board? Like, I got that sense a little bit. No, he appreciates it, but he's also... Sir Kristen Cole, like, loves to play the... um Martyr, you know? Mm-hmm. Sometimes we just don't get what we want. You know? <laughs> We're so good, and we do all the right things. Like me, I'm a really good boy. I'm a really good boy. I don't do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. And I can't have sex anymore. <laughs> Sometimes we don't get what we want. And you're a really good boy, too. But you're not going to be king. And it's okay. I think he's just like, I think he thinks Amon is trying to commiserate with him and mm-hmm. i think he thinks it's like a therapy sesh you know where everyone just kind of like gets things off their chest like a talking circle yes and really Eamon's trying to be like you know me i would kick butt at this job Eamon's not here for a talking circle a talking this isn't group circle. therapy what's Sir the, Kristen what, Cole. what's the what's the circle they use in um uh hocus pocus calming circle a calming circle yeah <laughs> It's not a calming circle. <laughs> oh my god, a calming circle. You know they tried to, you know he wanted to have a calming circle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, it was Thailand Lannister, not Jason Lannister. I messed that up. Um Yeah. So Kristen Cole though is bananas. He thinks he's doing the right thing. And then he and Allison, of course, had that weird thing. You know, if you if you value our relationship. Yeah, that's the queen. Yeah, that made me tilt my head a little bit. Okay. I think she is just like waving her femininity around all these guys to get what she wants. She knows Sir Kristen Cole won't try to kiss her, grope her, but he wants to be with her because she's like, oh, look at me. I'm a high and mighty. He's She's what he thinks is like the ideal perfect woman. Mm-hmm. You know, he does not... he. He and sh- he has such strong convictions of this faith and um, what women are supposed to be like. And he sees her as this pinnacle. I mean, he would honestly do anything for her. Sure. I don't think she's, she's you know, doing anything inappropriate with him. Un- unbecoming? Yes. Okay. But she uses it to her advantage. Fair enough. I think she does. Because, like... I mean, he Those literally kills Beesbury, and then she's like, he didn't insult me. He, did, he You right. just killed Beesbury for nothing, but um, yeah, he he didn't. Well, he didn't mean to kill. Like, that was a thing. Like, I, there are people saying, like, how can- I don't think he meant to kill yeah, him. Yeah, how could Kristen Cole get away with the fact that he just killed Lord Beesbury? He didn't say sorry. I'll tell you that. When it's an accident, you should say sorry. Well, the guy's <laughs> friggin' brains are sprawled out all over yes, the table. Sir it's Cole a little late by said, then. I couldn't, I didn't- I didn't know I was that strong. Might as well just give him a a, a unicorn latte at that point. <laughs> oh man! All right, you got anything else uh, in this in this episode that you want to talk about? Oh, do do you like the spectacle? That I guess that's the last thing that I want to talk about. Game of Thrones, the previous show, was known for its penultimate episodes being the 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 diamond uh, the diamond in the rough right the 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 diamond of the seasons whether it was the battle of the blackwater battle of the bastards you know the, the winds of winter the whole thing right this episode is rather muted in comparison 
until the end when we do get the spectacle of the dragon and we do get the spectacle of Rainus coming out from underneath the floor and doing the dragon thing and then flying off to uh, go pick up Eric too and um, Sir Harold Westerling and the whole thing. <laughs> Do you enjoy the spectacle of it? Did that make it stand I loved out it, for you? One hundred percent. Yeah. Was it? Do you think it was there as? And what by when I say by spectacle, I mean like. I loved it because she had just been told by Allison, "You should have been queen. You should have been queen. You would have been right for this." And I just loved that moment for her because it was like, "Yes, I should have been." Then I could rule all of you right now. Right. But I'm not. I'm true. Maybe that's one of the reasons why she did it too. Like, yes, I could have been queen and I could do the thing right now that makes me either one queen or two. Uh, she, that queen. won't make her queen. And I, no, I know. And would, but like if she showed up. But she'd get in major trouble. She'd get in major trouble for just killing all those people, many of whom were her family, without Renera knowing. Like, no. oh, I just decided to do this on my own. She would be in serious trouble with everybody. Well, I agree. But I guess what I'm getting at, Mary, is the fact that she pulls back and mm-hmm. doesn't do what we all want her to do. That is a flex. That's a huge Correct. flex. And to me, what that does is it shows Allison, I'm still continuing to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And you should know to back down. Yeah. Because my hair still looks good. <laughs> no matter. I just came through a friggin' floor and my hair is still on fleek. Mm-hmm. I, is that still even a word? Like, is that still even a, a phrase anymore? I don't think so. But. <laughs> um, no, but like, it's, it's still showing Allison, you know, you're doing the wrong thing. And you're still continuing to do it. Whereas I could have done this and I'm not. I think that's part of it too. Do you, would you agree? Yeah, just a flex. I don't even need to do this because you know how awesome I am. Fair, fair. All right. Anything else you want to talk about in this episode, my love? That is it. All right. Uh, let's get to it then. Who are you rooting for? Who's the bad guy? Oh, bad guy. The bad guy. Still <laughs> Laris. I don't trust that guy yeah, even that guy, more now. That guy's out. Sir Kristen Cole, he's on my bad guy list too. If those two team up, you know they're gonna right. Oh my god! There's gonna be an instance where they have to oh, like do something so together. Gonna be so bad. And my my good guy, I'm rooting for Rainus. Yeah, man. Like, what does she get to do? And what? When is Corliss coming back? <laughs> I think he comes back in the finale. There's a hot take for. And them. where Cor- is Sea Smoke? Corliss comes back with Sea Smoke. No, Sea Smoke is Lanor's. No, I know, but he comes back. He like has him in tow. Okay. And the bad news happens. That's a hot take for you. I mean, it's not. That's kind of like a warm take. That's a microwave take. But it's still Corliss comes back in the finale, and there's going to be somewhat of a battle that kicks off the rest of the Civil War, and Corliss is the one that starts it. Awesome. That's my thought. That, that's Great. a hot take for you. Uh, all right. Who am I, who's my bad guy? <sighs> hmm. I think my bad guy. Yeah, you know, it's, it's I'm out on Otto. Otto, Hightower. Good. 
nothing, nothing good is coming from that guy. And the reason why I say that is because he made it a point to make the whole thing, make the whole episode. He against Allison. Wait, it should be you supporting Allison. Mm. That's what it should be. Like no matter what. He doesn't care about her though. And well, in that's, that's, True, Mary, because even because even Allison says that to him at the end of the episode, where yeah. it's like, "You never cared about me. No. I was just a pawn in the game for you." Yes, and you made me think that you were like you cared about me, but that's so. That's why I think he's my mm. he's my bad guy right now. Like, dude, no way. And the the person I'm rooting for, yeah, it's got to be it's got to be Rainus. Rainus feels to me like the moral compass of the show. I love her. Um, at, at first, I thought it was going to be Sir Kristen Cole. Can she be the hand of the queen? Oh, goodness. That would be great. Hopefully, there's no foot of the queen. <laughs> in- no, no. Laris already has that. Yes. He already has that job mm-hmm. pinned. Sorry. That's already all set. Um, I like Rainus. I like that idea that she's the she's the hand of the queen. I like this idea. Or maybe she goes back and says, listen, I know you want to be queen, but can I? Yeah, can we you know, just Allison just told me I would be a good queen, and I kind of <laughs> like that. Um, so how about I be it for just a little bit? I'm going to die. I'm older. Yeah. No, just give me a shot. Have, yeah, you keep having babies. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Yeah. I'll name you in my ear. There we, you go. We start the whole process all yeah. over again. Uh, Mary, lastly, last question I have for you. Your father brought it up, and it's, a, it's an important question. And that is, this is the first episode that did not include Damon and Rhaenyra. Did do rather you think there was the, someone in a dark cloak walking around? Yeah, you don't know who it was. Could have been. Do you think the sh- the show or the episode uh, falters or suffers from this at all, yeah. or did you like how um, intentional that the episode was with the with the specific point of view only it. on the greens? I loved it only with the greens. I kind of liked it too because I feel like this next episode is really going to only be with the blacks. It's about yes. them finding out and making their plans. Yeah. And then we might have a confrontation at the end or whatever. Like, or if they do it like another small time jump. I don't know. I don't know yet either. I just, I just want to see everybody on Dragonback and Rhaenyra's just saying, giddy up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else? No. Let's close it out. And of course, as we are wont to do, Mary... Here on Mary and Blake Media, we have a tradition. It's um, it's one that we play on every penultimate episode. And it, it, we always close out every penultimate episode of every season to this one song. And during that, we have a question that we must answer. And that is this. It's Ladies, the final countdown. Yes, it is. Sorry. Uh, Mary, does this episode give you enough momentum going into the finale? I mean, if that's not momentum, I don't know what is. Good point. Good point. I, this is, I think, uh, a pretty good version of what momentum should be. Uh, one where it's not overwhelming. One that's not in your face, but it's just enough to say, get me to the next episode right away, right now. I think. I think that's... That's important. All right. Sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt you, Mary. Go ahead. 
I'm just so excited. I was saying, you know, about to say that there is just so much momentum. We cannot wait to talk about the finale with you. Don't forget, when the finale airs, you can head on over to our social media channels, Facebook or Instagram, and leave your thoughts and comments about the episode. Yours may be read. And of course, you can actually head to maryandblake.com and leave your voicemail feedback. 90 seconds, let us know who you are, whether you want to share your GPGs. Oh, hold on, hold on. It's the final okay, continue. Whether it's your GBGs <laughs> or you just want to share something else that we want to get, I want to get at least five voicemails for the finale. Uh, I suspect... Five for the finale. I sus- Here's my hot take. We're going to have to do a whole other episode just for listener feedback oh, wow. because we're going to get that much. That's my guess. If we don't, hey, we don't. It's not a big deal. Whatevs. But I'm just saying, I got, I get a sense that we're going to have to do a whole nother one. Okay. Well, because so many people are going to have so many opinions. Or it'll just be long. But you know how it is. Yeah, whatevs. In this finale, I hope we find out where Eric number two is. I hope we find out where Sir Harold is. I mean, I know where Rainus is going. Yes. Hawaii or to Dragonstone. <laughs> I hope we find out where Corliss is. Those are the four people. I want to see where they go. Corliss, Harold... Eric number two and Remus. Yeah. If I get that in the finale, five. Does Aegon make it out of the next episode? Yes. Yeah, I think so too. I, I when we were watching this episode, I had a I had a hot take that Aegon was not gonna make it out of episode one oh nine. I, obviously, I was wrong. He needs, but I was close. Well he needs to be crowned so that Aemon's can be next in line. Ooh, is that something that happens? Yes. Like, is that going to be a thing? Yes. Maybe he says, hey, why don't you go to the same place uh, that Lanor went to? Mm-hmm. Why don't you go on a little boat? We pretend you're dead. <laughs> How sad that Aegon has his sons and his children put into those pits. Does he stop doing that? Oh, goodness. Right? And he has his own son now. Right. So would his son be the next heir or will it be Aemon? Well, no, it, it would have to be... Aegon's kid. But not if he's like one. No, he would just have a king consort. He would have a, someone that uh, a, a king regent rather that would just But maybe he rule makes a deal with his brother and he says, you rule. You be king. I don't want this. He abdicates. It'll be an interesting conflict to see what happens. And he goes to Hawaii too. But the way that he responds to that crowd, something tells me that he's going to accept this a lot more quicker than we all thought he was going to. I think Aemon is going to be king next. Interesting. I like it. Me too. I like it. I wonder if Aemon tries to kill Aegon. Like, specifically. You know what? I think Aemon's going to try to kill Venera. Well, yeah. But maybe he doesn't succeed. Because she would be... Oh, man. There's just too many people. Too many people who can be next in line. <laughs> I, here's I don't a hot want take. any of it. Here's a hot take. Eamon tries to kill Aegon because he realizes he can't kill Rhaenyra. And what does it matter anyway? Because he is already in control at the Red, at the Red Keep. So kill the guy. Kill the person that's the head of the whole thing. That's my hot take. All of it. All right. Time my, to go. My name is Mary. My name is Blake. Jack Harris. Instacart shoppers know groceries. They know that you can't make guacamole with rock-hard avocados. They know how to quickly find those peanut butter pretzels you can never find. And they keep you in the know by giving you updates about your order along the way. 
Let Instacart shoppers help take shopping off your plate so you can get time and energy back for what really matters. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Instacart. Add life to cart.